Hello, welcome to another episode of The Daily. This is Janice with you today. I hope your day is starting out or started out great. As another weekend is almost near, it's good to recall Sunday's message on patient endurance. We recall that the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, is slow to anger and He abounds in love and faithfulness. So I pray that you will not only come to know in greater depth the compassion of God, His patient and loving kindness towards you, but that you will have moments of interaction with people, with others, that both draw out compassion and patience from you to them and from them to you. May you be a channel of God's grace today to those around you. Today I thought I'd share with you something that's been coming back to me in my reflection for the past two weeks, this concept of detachment. I first came across this from Ruth Haley Barton, maybe about six, seven years ago, although she uses the term indifference rather than detachment. She talked about the prayer of indifference. My first thought was, you got to be kidding me, indifference? I'm not going to be indifferent. God didn't call me to be indifferent. Of course, as I listened on, it turned out to be a profound concept I needed to learn, to grapple with, and on some occasions practice in my prayer life. Indifference is not a word we associate with positive things. We think of apathy or not caring when we hear the word or when we use it to describe somebody's attitude. But in spiritual practice, especially in discernment and decision-making, indifference is really rich with significance, premised upon, paradoxically, a passion above all passions. What do I mean? To pray the prayer of indifference is to express we would be indifferent to everything but the will of God. Basically, to just want God's will. Nothing more and nothing less and nothing else. God's will, more than our own preference, safety, ego, security, reputation, ambitions, common sense, more than whatever it is we may want. Also more than our hang-ups about what the outcome should look like. To be indifferent is to be detached from anything and everything. Meaning you would let go, you have the capacity to relinquish whatever that might keep you from choosing God and His will for you or for the world. Barton calls it a prayer in which we abandon ourselves to God. In Luke 9.24, we read, For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. When we ponder on these words, which is really recorded in some form or other at least six times in all the four Gospels, Go deeper than just glossing over these simple words. What does it mean? We could paraphrase it like this. Don't care about preserving your life. Lose it. Give it up for my sake. Then you will gain true life. Only in losing it will you gain it. But if you hold on to your own life, apart from me, it will lead to your demise. It's a hard saying, and it begs many questions to which... Each of us must respond, respond to God as his disciples. Fundamentally, it's a call to be indifferent, to want nothing but what God wants, even if it means losing your life. Not merely abandoning ourselves or uh, like 
sera sera kind of posture, but abandonment for God. Whoever loses my life for my sake will save it. Well-known mystic Meister Eckhart, when writing on inner detachment, using words that almost echo Luke 9.24, speaks of a rather similar paradox. To be full of all created things is to be empty of God. To be empty of all created things is to be full of God. Think of classic songs we're familiar with, like I Surrender All, or um, when it says, worldly pleasures all forsaken, or I have decided when it says the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. This is the very core of our Christian life, to be indifferent to everything but God and, and God's will. I sense that God wants to highlight this not only to me, but to some, if not many of you listening, because having disruption in our lives or the kind of profound upheaval like what we're going through is more often an external thing, right? It's an external circumstance, but seeking the grace of indifference in our inner life is an attitude or a posture we can intentionally incorporate into our rhythms, in our life with God and with others. So a couple things I thought I'd say as we think about this concept is firstly, posture for indifference. While having the capacity to really be indifferent, detached from anything but the will of God is a gift, it's a kind of grace, we can choose to situate ourselves. When we pray about things, when we're discerning wisdom for a decision or aspects of a decision, situate ourselves such that God can gift us with His grace to be indifferent. You know, very often we pray, not my will, but yours be done, not to us, Lord, but for your glory. And then when God's will happens, we get offended, we get upset because we haven't been posturing for indifference. Or, or maybe we're presumptuous to think we know God so well that we know how things will pan out. So when we pray that, we're not really praying out of surrender, but kind of a God's going to do it the way I see it should be done, so no problem. Or we haven't entered into that place where we wrestle with whether we're really okay with His will, if it's not totally what we imagined. Or that God sometimes conceals certain matters for a time. And so posturing what it looks like is to be increasingly aware that while there is much about God we do know, He's unfathomable and His ways are higher than ours. Not only when we can handle it, but always. And that really humbles us. And we almost train ourselves to turn to God with this inner whisper in our hearts all the time. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. We detach from our ideas of God. We are conscious of our not knowing, of his mystery. We are less defensive if you know, someone alludes to the possibility that what we are discerning may not be God's will. In fact, we are more open to the fact that we also have blind spots. We have biases and desires that sometimes aren't aligned with God's will. And that's okay. So that's posture for indifference. The second thing I thought I'd share is that it's a cure for our afflictions. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think many of us pride ourselves in being pretty decent in planning, right? Planning ahead, sometimes three-year plan, four-year plan. We, we try to be organized, strategic, effective, responsible, pragmatic, diligent, prudent, 
And these are not bad in themselves, definitely. They have been and can be real strengths and gifts for the world. But when we become so attached to our own abilities and genius, when we allow these to feed our need to be in control, we can really sideline God and what He wants to do. Not just in the situation we're managing or decision we're making, but in us. What He wants to do inside of us, which is very often the issue. So God becomes manageable. He sits nicely in our controlled environment, our boxes and the outcomes that we prefer, that we feel we can handle. To the extent we are on board with God, with what God is doing, that's how far we go. And that's our affliction when God's will is not what we align to. Instead, we try to get God to align to our will and we cannot see that we're doing that. One of the key ways we open ourselves up to the grace of indifference is through integrating silence and solitude into our life with God. Much of silence and solitude is creating space for God to be God, for us to commune with Him. Especially when we're always in a hurried pace, we can barely hear ourselves, much less detect where we are confused or distracted, like when we confuse God's will with our idea of God's will. When we cultivate silence in our interior, we come to know ourselves. We see ourselves much clearer in God's light, you know. We become more aware of our self-will, our tendency to manipulate God or even people. And we can be more attuned to our heart's true condition out of, you know, a more contrite uh, uh, state or, or, or a contrite kind of a, a posture. And we're more open. So when we open ourselves up to the grace of indifference, what our posture does is it cures us of our disease of letting us, our world, rule over God's sovereignty. Acknowledging the grace of indifference actually cures us from the need to be in control. It allows God's sovereignty to rule over us, over our emotions, our choices, our decisions, our greatest hopes. Think about Abraham who had Isaac, which God himself promised. And God says, sacrifice him to me. Abraham was indifferent. He, he was about to do it. Consider Mary when the angels showed up and gave her news that turned her entire world upside down. Her response was, let it be unto me as you have said. Mary was indifferent. There was a particular time when Matt and I were about to end our, well, sort of a tenure our respective employments back in 2013. And we were discerning our next step with the biggest question of whether to relocate from Kota Kinabalu to Singapore. We had a difficult time discerning, even agreeing on what we were supposed to discern because we were not managing our life rhythms well, our family rhythms. I struggled to find stillness in prayer and we both felt strongly that we received word from God, but they didn't match. I had dreams, so did he. I mean, it was a choice between two very good, not to mention viable choices, which made it even harder. So in that deadlock, I was extremely frustrated. I wanted the decision and I wanted it soon. I said to Matt, okay lah, you know, let's move to Singapore. But I wasn't, you know, sincerely with him on it and he wouldn't have it. So then we decided to spend time waiting on God as a couple for a few months while both of us were not working, just to worship God together, you know, not even to get answers. And it was during that time that I somehow came across this prayer of indifference in something I'm reading by Ruth Barton. 
And like I said at the start of this podcast, I was like, are you kidding? But I pressed in and I began praying for God's grace for indifference to be given to me. And over the couple months, I wrestled, I mean wrestled really with giving up my dreams and you know, my love for the land. And then I cannot even remember how or when, but one day we were praying together and we prayed about our discernment process. When I tuned into my own heart and I realized I no longer felt strongly about staying or going. It was not ambivalence, but there was actually excitement for either decision that I was really okay with it. And it struck me, which I shared with Matt and it broke the deadlock, which was kind of funny because then I was on the verge of being worried about why I was indifferent. Uh, Humans are so complicated. But I learned then that as I asked God for help to be open to his will, to move mountains that only he can move, to guide us with clarity and unity, to give me patience and understanding. He had slowly inched me from my stance to a point where I was at peace with whatever the outcome was going to be. I never would have, on my own, been okay with that at that time, with those dreams that God himself had put on my heart. But he gave me the grace to be immovable in doing his will while being indifferent to how doing his will would be expressed or when and how those dreams were to be fulfilled. I'm grateful for that journey and it it drew me closer to God. As it turned out, in case you're curious, our discernment process led to God opening a door for Matt to step into a role that was super timely and providential, which happened to need him in Kota Kinabalu for a few years, so we ended up staying another four to five years while God unfolded other things in our lives. Think on this. This is the true inner detachment. In it, the spirit stands immovable in the face of everything that befalls it, whether it is good or bad, honor or disgrace or calumny, just as a broad mountain stands immovable in the face of a little breeze. Take a moment now to listen to God. Quiet down your thoughts, sit with Him and perk up your ears to listen to His voice. Holy Spirit, we invite you to just come and help us to quiet down our thoughts and listen to you. God, as I think about a posture and grace of indifference, shine your light on an area of my heart or life that you want to show me. God, are you inviting me to a posture of indifference for this area right now? Speak, Lord. Show me. God, what do I have that is attached to this area of my heart or life? What do I have attached that you want to point out to me? Tell me what's on your heart, God. And listen to what God says to you. Do take some time if you sense a resonance about this to sit with God and have a deeper conversation with Him. I chose a prayer called A Prayer of Abandonment by Charles Foucault 
which I will read now with pauses in between meditatively to close today's podcast. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I'm ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are my Father. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the daily. Have a great day ahead, friends. God's grace and peace be with you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.